High levels of purpose, kindness, collaboration, and strong leadership in an organization can generate a certain kind of magic that can elevate an entire community. As you'll discover through this conversation with Matt Van Auken, President and CEO of Developmental Pathways, on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I am thrilled to welcome Matt Van Auken, Executive Director and CEO of the Awesome Developmental Pathways, an organization that supports individuals of all ages with disabilities. Matt brings more than 20 years of executive leadership and management experience to developmental pathways. He has served in several state and local capacities to advance services for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities in Colorado, most recently as a governor-appointed member and president of the Colorado State Board of Health from 2015 to 2019. He also serves as the Colorado Board Representative for the American Network of Community Options and Resources, a nationwide trade association for service providers. Matt is a former El Paso County Human Services Advisory Committee chairperson and a former board member for the American Association on Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. Previously, he worked as the Director for Children, Youth, and Families for Jefferson County Human Services after transitioning from a career in the restaurant industry. He has a bachelor's in business administration and management and a master's of business administration and healthcare management from Western Governors University. Thrilled to have you here, Matt. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. So, Matt, why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about developmental pathways? Uh, yeah, it, it would be my pleasure. So, um, you know, I, I grew up with a sister with uh, significant disabilities who passed away eight years ago. Uh, her name was Kelly, and uh, she had muscular dystrophy and cerebral palsy and some other things. Mm. Um, and uh, working in the private sector, um, I understood that I wanted to make a difference based on how uh, how I was raised um, and what my family uh, dynamics look like. Um, but I went into the private sector. I went into the space where a lot of us do in business, where I wanted to make money and make other people money and grow businesses, et cetera. Sure. Um, and then there were two catastrophic events that happened pretty quickly um, that uh, ultimately guided me to where I needed to be. Uh, the first was the 2009 recession. So my business partner and I had built um, a very healthy and robust uh, restaurant and hospitality business. Um, that in about two months uh, had gone belly up. So wow. I lost everything, uh, literally. Um, uh, we we didn't have anything, lost the business, wow. lost all of our money that we had invested in it. So I started consulting while I was looking for work. But in 2009, uh, me and uh, me and about uh, 9 million other people were looking for the same kind of jobs. Right. Um, so I had uh, I had a friend reach out and say, hey, would you like to be a consultant? Um, I work in nonprofits and I work in uh, government. And oh boy, we could really use some folks who understand operations and how to get things done. And so yep. I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to I'd love to give that a go. Um, started doing that for about a year. And then a peer that I had in the consulting field was going to do a two-day strategic planning session with this thing called, uh, a, it was a group of a thing called a community-centered board, uh, which I had never heard of before. Um, <laughs> CCBs, they're also known right, as. Right. Um, 
because his sister had passed away and he was unable to wrangle the business. Mm. Um, so we, we figured it out. I was able to jump in in the last moment. Um, and I was, uh, I, I quickly realized that it was the best thing that had ever happened to me. Those two things happening, happening in sort of the same, uh, small space. Um, <clears throat> I was so impressed by the work that the folks did um, and that they could use their talents to make a difference in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, long story short is I started doing consulting work for developmental pathways, which is one of those community centered boards. Yep. And I'll explain a little bit about what that means in just a second. Um, and uh, it's been almost 12 years now. Um, and it's been uh, the highest honor of my, uh, of my career. Um, you know, I noticed how the staff there, they had a heart for their community. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was there because they had a personal connection to the work or because they were deeply committed to the mission or making, you know, the world a better place. Right. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, prior to that, again, being a, a corporate kind of guy, um, I loved that I was able to use my skill set to really make a difference in the nonprofit space. Um, And I think at the end of the day, Jay, that our jobs um, as leaders in the nonprofit segment are to take care of our people so they can take care of the people that we ultimately serve. um, Right. Um, And make that difference. So um, so that's that's how I got here today. I love it. It's it's the classic when one door closes, another one opens. And I think it's a great thing to, for any nonprofit leader to realize that, you know, at the baseline of what we do, we might be a nonprofit, but we're still a business. So you still have to have that operations background, that finance background, all that stuff that it takes to run a business. Even if your heart's in your mission, you still have to have that background, which had to be a huge advantage for you as you took this step with developmental pathways. That's right. I'd like to think so. Yeah. So tell me about the organization a little bit about, you know, the mission, um, the work that you guys are doing and explain a little bit about that community center board. Yeah, I'd love to. So we are probably one of the largest nonprofits in the state of Colorado that folks have never heard of unless you have to (laughs) or unless you need us. Um, And so, um, you know, our goal ultimately is to support individuals with disabilities in leading a healthy, safe, person-centered and integrated life. Um, We want all people to have the opportunity to lead their most meaningful life. Um, Mm -hmm. And that goes for the folks on our team as well, Um, because as I spoke about before, right, our job is to serve those who Uh, serve the folks in our mission. Um, So we do that by uh, showing up each day with uh, an incredibly dedicated staff. Um, We foster kindness, collaboration, and competency with one another and throughout our community. Um, We ensure that all individuals with disabilities receive the support that they need. Um, A lot of those folks um, are supported with Medicaid dollars. So those are federal and state dollars. Mm Um, But we also are honored to uh, have an incredible relationship with our counties that we work in, um, uh, primarily Arapahoe County and Douglas County. And uh, there are mill levy dollars that support residences, uh, residents in those two counties from both of those um, from both of those counties. um, And we've been doing that for over 20 years now. Um, we focus on customer service, right, as uh, the highest Mm -hmm. that we can meet both internally and externally. And uh, we're always trying to cultivate the talents and interests throughout our organization. Um, And again, ultimately, what is the best opportunities and possibilities for people with uh, disabilities? 
Um, I, I'm a big fan of framing sort of past, present, future about the organization. So if you don't mind, just really quickly. So this all started almost 60 years ago. We'll celebrate our 60th anniversary uh, next year, which is incredible to say out loud. That is awesome. Um, most days I feel like I've been there for all 60 years, <laughs> uh, not just the 12, um, uh, because it's incredible work, but it is, it is, uh, it's it tough takes work all as well. Um, it does. Yes. Um, uh, but that's also what makes it the most rewarding. Um, right. But, you know, it started in 1964, um, uh, the same time that the Civil Rights Act was signed into law. Uh, there was a group of uh, really motivated, uh, innovative parents that said, you know, I think we can serve our children in our community, um, because prior to this, um, in the 50s, 60s, and before that, it was very common yeah. if a child was born with a developmental disability or an intellectual disability to be institutionalized right. for their lifetime um, and never get to participate in their community, go to their churches and go to their mm -hmm. schools um, and work in their uh, work in their communities. Um, so uh, we were first known as Suburban Community Training and Services Center uh, back in the 60s. It uh, wasn't until 1985 or so that we became Developmental Pathways. Um, most of what we did early on was education and vocational needs for those kids that were being deinstitutionalized. Uh, de mm -hmm. um, when we first opened, we served about a dozen folks uh, in the first year. And this year we will serve 9,000 9, individuals. 9,000. 9,000 wow. uh, individuals and families um, in just our community. So there wow. are 20 community-centered boards across the state. Uh, we provide services to Arapahoe, Douglas, and Elbert counties, um, and also the city of Aurora that's in Adams County today. Mm -hmm. um, and in the near future, um, our growth uh, plan is to serve about 17,000 folks because folks with intellectual disabilities and then other disabilities like physical disabilities, they'll all be served by one single agency. Wow. Uh, that's a case management agency. And so we hope to be that in the next, um, uh, in the next year or so. Wow. Um, so today, right, as I mentioned before, um, you know, we're working on that trifecta. We call it kindness, competency, and collaboration. Um, you know, we underscore those qualities in everything that we try to do. Um, we provide services in uh, early intervention. So if a child is born with a developmental disability or delay, they can qualify for free, uh, free to them services. Those are federal and state dollars that pay okay. for those services. So if you have a youngin that's zero to three years old, or you know somebody who does, who, um, who may have a delay, right, may not be keeping up with their peers, mm -hmm. Um, folks need to contact Developmental Pathways or the Community Centered Board in their county area um, for those services and supports in Colorado. We do lots and lots of case management. So uh, service coordination and case management for all of those folks that are on Medicaid and also um, for folks that qualify for those uh, local mill levy dollars. Yeah. Um, and so that looks like referrals and education, advocacy and outreach. Um, it's service planning and service coordination and assessments and right. It's a very complex yeah. system with lots of different doors and windows and gates and things that you need to be able to traverse as an individual with a disability or a family member or an advocate for that person. So we help them along the way uh, from start to finish to make sure that they are able to receive the level of services that they need in order to lead their most meaningful life. Um, 
and as I mentioned before, um, you know, our future is so bright because we employ some of the hardest working, most incredibly dedicated and talented staff in all of Colorado. Um, we, uh, if you don't mind, Jay, uh, we just finished a, uh, an in, a staff engagement survey. Awesome. Uh, hot off the presses. I've got a, a few results. Would you mind if I shared those with you really Please. quickly? I'd love to hear them. So, so we uh, we partnered with a, an, a national and international organization um, that over a three year rolling average um, surveyed ninety five thousand different respondents um, wow. Wow. in the healthcare and social services. Uh, industries. We had an overall completion rate of 88%, um, which is uh, well over the national average. Um, we also had a net promoter score, which is which means that employees are satisfied, loyal, and enthusiastic about our organization. Um, we had an 88% favorable score. Oh, um, yeah, versus an average of about 70, 75%. Um, and uh, teams love our work environment. So they told us uh, 86% of our team told us uh, that they loved where they worked, uh, that they felt like they were making a difference, et cetera. So um, again, it's, it's only because of the incredible work um, of our teams yeah. in every day that we're able to do the work that we do. That is so awesome. Well, I would, I would imagine that when a family finds out they've got a child with some kind of disability, whether it's intellectual, physical, or whatever, it can, it's got to be so overwhelming that you guys can really step in with them. And one of the things I love about the organization is, is you can step in and walk with them for a lifetime, right? Literally. That's, that's, that's right. So in our 60th year, we have folks that we have served for their lifetime, 50 plus years or so. So awesome. Um, it, it really is incredible because it's, it's one of the unique spaces in nonprofits. So often nonprofits are more of an emergency room, right? Yep. There's an acute need. So we're going to triage for you and send you back out and hope you don't, hope we never see you again. That's a uh, super interesting way to, to phrase that. Right. Um, and developmental pathways is, uh, is wonderfully unique in that we partner with an individual perhaps for their lifetime. Yeah. Maybe not, right? Those those kids in early intervention services, about a third of the folks that we serve, we do, by the way, as I mentioned, you know, one of the largest nonprofits in Colorado, we serve one in four children in the entire state Whoa. because of the population growth. Yeah. If you think about the Denver wow. metro area, not a lot of not a lot of growth in Denver, right? Because right. it's so landlocked and mm -hmm. et cetera. But if you think about the outskirts, right? So we serve all of Arapahoe County and all of Douglas County. Such incredible growth there means families move there. They have babies. And when they have babies, um, some of those babies need um, supports, right? So right. we connect them to therapists and other folks that can help that child. So about yeah. a third of our kids that we serve every year out of those 3,500 or so uh, families, they never need services again, but about two thirds do. And so sometimes those are through their local school system. Mm -hmm. um, very often it's a partnership. So they'll receive services through the local school system, but we'll also help them with those Medicaid dollars to connect them to therapies and whether it's behavioral therapy or speech therapy. Um, uh, and then to really the lifeblood of all the services that exist throughout our state, which are um uh, they're PASAs, we call them. It's an acronym that yep. serves for program approved service agencies. And so those service agencies are the folks who accept the Medicaid dollars and all the 
red tape and and stuff that comes with those dollars, but then they deliver the services. So they help adult uh, adults with developmental disabilities or physical disabilities to get from home to work if there isn't reliable transportation. They help them to balance their checkbooks. They help them to integrate into the community and to learn how to do different tasks and things that you and I may take for granted being able to do, um, but folks need some extra assistance. So, you know, the provider community is is genuinely the lifeblood of the work that is done in Colorado. Right. So tell me that how do people get connected with you? Because I would imagine once that connection is made again, it's a connection that can lead to a lifetime of support and everything else. But how does somebody initially make a connection with you guys? Is it by referral? Is it word of mouth? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So we have an incredibly strong relationship with our county partners. So um, again, in our area, right, Arapahoe County, Douglas County, Mm -hmm. Elbert County, um, uh, and then the the part of uh, Aurora that's in Adams County today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we uh, because of those really strong relationships, we work very closely with the human services teams in those counties. Um, so they are uh, they're a great place for referrals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an incredible relationship with all of the school districts in our area. Um, and so those are great referrals for kid, new kids that move in, um, you know, from out of state. There, lots right. of folks are mi- migrating uh, to the incredible uh, state that we ha- uh, are blessed to live in. Um, and so as they come to us, we get lots of referrals from uh, doctor's offices, right, when they do those first sure. visits, et cetera. Um, and then there's lots of word of, uh, word of mouth yeah. because, uh, believe it or not, there are a lot of folks who um, who support their loved one who has a disability, mm-hmm. and they have no idea that these services are available. It's one of the things that was uh, most exciting to me about joining you today is just to make sure folks understand, yeah. um, you know, start with your county human service departments. There are great links there. Um, we also uh, partner very, very closely with different state entities. There's a state entity with a super silly acronym uh, name uh, that everybody calls HICPUF. Um, and that st- stands for, right? It that's, that, that sounds like somebody's making that up. Um, well, I guess somebody did, but that's really what they're called. Um, but it, that stands for healthcare policy and financing. And so they're responsible for all of the stewardship of every Medicaid dollar that comes from the federal government into the state and then helps to get those dollars out into their communities. Um, so there are lots of great state resources. The best resource for folks, Jay, that are listening uh, today that live in Arapahoe County mm-hmm. and Douglas County uh, and Elbert County um, is our website. So if you don't mind, I'll share that really quickly. Please, please. Um, that's www dp for developmental pathways mm-hmm. dp and then colo for colorado so dpcolo.org um, and we have an incredible website um, our internal team has been working for a really long time to make it super accessible um, translatable um, but right on the front page you will see uh, all of the different options that you have please remember Um, This is I'm speaking now to family members who may go to our website Um, or individuals with disabilities that might please remember there are lots of options. So it can really quickly feel like drinking from a fire hose. Um, Take your time. And when in doubt, call our main uh, community line and intake line and you'll get a live person to walk you through 
based on the age of your loved one, based on right the, the possible needs and supports that you have. Let's start you here, and we're going to take you step by step, um, because like I say all the time, you can eat an elephant, but you got to do it one bite at a time. Um, right. And it's a, it's a really, really big undertaking, as you mentioned yeah. before. So um, let us help you um, to get through all of those steps. Well, I think one of the things that I, that I love about the organization and from my limited experience through Adams Camp and and from what I've read is um, I'm a huge fan of shallow entry points. So it's not intimidating um, and it's it's easy to get into. And I think, you know, you guys have been doing this for a minute. So you really know that's what right. you're doing. When that's you right. have a staff that's super engaged like that, it, 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 uh, it naturally creates these shallow entry points that if people reach out, you're there with open arms. That's exactly right. Um, and that's our goal. Um, and I, I really like that phrase, by the way. Um, you, you know, as I mentioned before, so we, we, we are serving about 9,000 folks today by um, uh, July of 2024. So uh, in just about a year, we'll be serving around 17,000 or so, wow. um, which is part of the state's incredible vision for having one case management agency in your entire area. Um, Today, there are 10 Medicaid waivers. We uh, provide services and supports for the Medicaid waivers for folks with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And then those physical disability waivers, like an elderly, blind, and disabled, or someone with a traumatic brain injury, they actually have to go through another door to start. And then they have to choose between those six waivers, et cetera. It's It's an even more complex and complicated system uh, that exists today that won't in July of 2024. So the good news is, um, right, our goal is to be that single case management agency for Arapahoe, Douglas, and Elbert County. Um, uh, But with that comes even more choices and opportunities and things to learn for people. So um, yeah, we we just can't say it enough, right? Um, Let us help you through that entire process um, so that we can ensure that you qualify for, right? Medicaid dollars are uh, federal and state dollars that are about 50-50, right, for that dollar. Um, But those monies can be used for all of the supports that your loved ones need. So if you can qualify for those, that's great. And then, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, Arapahoe and Douglas County have committed over 20 years ago to support Uh, supporting individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities that are their citizens. And so we help to steward literally millions of additional dollars a year in those counties to directly support unmet needs for folks, undermet needs if they do qualify for some things but not others. Um, We help support provider agencies, um, uh, right, especially through the pandemic pandemic. Boy, our, our our community of provider agencies were just incredible um, throughout COVID. Um, and I'm delighted to hopefully never speak about that again. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but you know, we we really, uh, we, we've worked for almost 60 years in our community now to help understand the best way to traverse our whole community. Right. So, you know, you got to call us and let us help you. Exactly. And it, that's, that's going back to, you know, that sounds so intimidating. Oh, my God, which waiver do I need? How do I find the way? You guys can create that bridge, that shallow entry point for people. And, and that's, that's right. awesome. So this change coming up, you've been with the organization for a while now. This yes. change that's coming up, would you say it's one of the bigger ones that you've had to lead the organization through? 
Uh, it is without question. Um, so when I started almost 12 years ago as the COO, uh, the chief operations officer, we were serving about 3,000 folks total. Um, that has since increased from 3,000 to approximately 9,000 wow. this year. Um, but that was over an almost 12 year period, right? The better part of a decade. Right. Um, we are uh, we are going to be um, onboarding, right? Transitioning folks in services. Again, about 8,000 people in a single year, which means that we'll also have to onboard um, almost 200 new staff in that same mm. time frame. Um, and that is no easy task. Um, yeah, that, that could impact culture and everything else. But it sounds exactly like you right. guys have such a strong base that you've, you've got to be feel pretty confident that this is all going to, there'll, there'll be bumps and everything else like there always is in a transition. But because you've got this great base, your That's confidence right. level must be pretty high. Um, my confidence level is incredibly high because of the incredible leadership team that I'm blessed to get to work with every day, awesome. who manages the most incredible uh, group of folks uh, throughout the state of Colorado. So we really are truly blessed. We're very, it's not an accident, right? Um, right. You know, I always, I always use the word blessed, but um, to, you know, to be candid, it's a little bit like parenting, right? You can be blessed with some things and then you, you've got to work really, really hard to raise some great kids. Um, an organization is similar to that. So we're blessed to have a great foundation and a, some great bones uh, throughout our organization. But we've worked really, really hard yeah, to solidify, yeah, to solidify, um, you know, really, really strong, healthy culture uh, that is a hybrid workforce now. Right. We learned some great things, uh, believe it or not. Right. I love talking about silver linings. So, yep. uh, you know, the silver linings of um of uh, the 2009 recession that if it didn't happen, I'd still be making money running restaurants right. and, and uh, hospitality. Um, and uh, if uh, my uh, peers uh, sister hadn't passed at just that space, I wouldn't have had the opportunity um, to get to work with community center boards in the first place. And so, you know, COVID was that sort of third space with a silver lining where we learned that we can support families better, that we can have happier staff, um, that we can be more efficient and effective and actually save money and overhead that we then can turn right around and put into our community. Um, all of those things happened, quite frankly, because of COVID. Um, and, you know, it, it, that doesn't um, that doesn't excuse away the incredible heartbreak and heartache right. that happened to so many um, Americans and Coloradans. But um, but yes, we've we've taken all of those lessons over the last few years. And we have built an extremely strong team of talented professionals um, that do an incredible job. And so as we begin to infuse those new staff into our current staff and our current culture, yeah. um, they'll also bring with them some great things that we don't currently do uh, from their current employers um, and previous employers. So, yeah, I, I couldn't be more excited about our uh, potential growth. The silver linings all come because of strong leadership and making those choices. And um, again, that leadership um, is critical for an organization that's going to go through such change like you are. So what really um, I think I know the answer to this, but what really keeps you excited moving forward as, as you're as you're tackling these big challenges that are, that are ahead? 
Um, I could not be more excited about being able to impact more lives in our community. So, you know, 9,000 is a really, really big number, but 17,000 is even bigger, uh, right? Uh, and, and I expect, again, with the continued growth of the amazing counties that we get to work in, um, you know, in, in a few years after that, we'll be serving 20,000 Coloradans each and every year. Um, and uh, that is uh, uh, some of whom, by the way, right, need the most services and supports. Yeah. Um, you know, we we serve folks, Jay, um, in some of our uh, uh, provider group homes that we work very closely with. We serve folks that are non-ambulatory. That means they can't move on their own. Uh, they're non-verbal. They can't speak on their own. Um, that have significant intellectual and developmental disabilities, but also physical disabilities um, that require 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week care. Um, and we also serve and support those those little two-year-olds who just yeah. need a little extra help um, to catch up with their peers. Um, so the gambit with which we're able to serve our community is so exciting to me. Um, but I'm ultimately, so I'm energized by that fantastic growth, um, which I think is what you uh, had already yeah. figured, um, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I'm also really, really excited to get to expand our team um, because there are just, an, an, there are incredible opportunities for folks who don't just want to help a business make money. They don't just want to right check a box and do a thing, but they actually want to make a difference in yeah. the lives of other people. Yeah. Um, I sign my emails. I don't know if you paid attention to that when I sent uh, a thank you email to you for allowing me the opportunity to join you today, but I've signed my emails for 12 years now with be purposeful instead of sincerely or all my best or uh, warm regards. I'm not even sure what a regard is and why it would be warm or cold, but, but man, I got to tell you, um, I believe in this life. We only have one real opportunity yeah. to live the, our best life and it's to be in service to others. Yeah. And the best way to do that is to have purpose and to do things with purpose. Um, and that is who our team is at Development Pathways. The people that do this work are angels on earth. I don't know how else to describe them. The folks that are that are working with with these folks with severe disabilities, or even with with not so severe disabilities, that it's got to be a tremendous to be surrounded by those folks. It's an honor. Change gears a little bit. Have enjoyed all of this, um, but really want to get to the last four of questions here and start with what's something that you will read, listen to, or watch today. So are these the are these the standard questions that you these ask? These are the everyone? fab four. Yep. <laughs> okay. So I've listened to your podcast. I really enjoy your podcast. And so um Bless uh, so you. I've done I've done a little, I've done just a little bit of prep work here. Um it's really hard for me to uh to pick one, right? It's uh I have a friend who's uh, who's a big movie buff. And I was like, okay, if you could only take one of your DVDs out of the house, he's like, well, that's not a fair question. Um, uh, so um, I'm going to pivot just a little bit and I'm going to tell you um, my number one tool for success in the last year as an executive is Blinkist or short form. So there are the there are these two apps that you can download and pay a subscription for. We do it throughout the organization for our um, leaders, and it gives you the um, 
uh, Jay, I, I feel like I'm older than you, but our generation, if I can say that um, about our generation, um, you know, we when we grew up, not that I would ever have used Cliff's Cliff Notes in high school <laughs> instead of actually doing the assignment. Um, and then I think my kids had Spark Notes. It's the Cliff's Notes or Spark Notes of uh, of executives and folks uh, and adults uh -huh. who are just too busy to read a whole darn book. So. I can get through an entire leadership book in about 20 minutes. Wow. Um, I can pull out all of the good stuff, share with my team. Um, you can search for all manner of different things. And if you're not a leader, you just want to learn, right? Uh, I, I think um, folks that are in service to others are also lifelong learners. Yep. Um, uh, one of the books that I just finished uh, yesterday is called The 12 Obsessions of a Great Leader. Um, and it just walks you through slowly but surely um, each of the different things that really make you a great leader versus a so-so leader or just a manager. Um, so that's the that I, I that was a long answer, but um, my recommendation for for anybody would be um, short form or blinkist. And that is not a paid partnership by me. Hopefully, they'll sponsor your <laughs> this is podcast. Not a sponsored ad, but I'm definitely writing <laughs> both of those down. Awesome. So, who's really been a role model for you? In, in doing this work that you've dedicated yourself to? Um, so I, I tried to prep myself so that I didn't sound like a blubbering idiot um, when you asked that question. Um, and clearly that didn't work. Um, uh, <laughs> That's the best so, part of this question. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, so sorry in advance um, for the, the sniffling and the tears. Um, Means it's meaningful. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I've already shared, um, I've already shared how my life experience in, in my 50 years has been different. And that's because of my little sister, Kelly. So, um, you know, she was born in 1976. Um, and she was my best friend, um, until she passed away eight years ago. Um, through, throughout her entire life, she suffered with significant pain and you never would have known it. Hmm. She suffered with significant mobility issues, eating issues. Um, you know, she was probably 75 pounds when she passed away. Wow. Um, and every day she had a positive attitude and she made a difference. Oh, um, every single day of her life, um, she did those things. So um, she uh, she was a force to be reckoned with. Um, she wouldn't take no for an answer. Um she did work in public policy and graduated top of her class at University wow. of Arizona. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Um, and uh, and anyway, so uh, she is uh, she is is was and is my role model. Um, and on those days that are really, really hard, um, like if we get it wrong for a family yeah. um, and we let somebody down or we miss a thing, um, I'm never upset. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never upset at our team because we employ humans. Um, they're incredible, but they're human. Um, but I feel like for just a minute, I let my sister down. So that's the, that's the motivation um, that Speak, keeps me going. Speaking of angels on earth, right? Right. So other than developmental pathways and you work with a ton of different organizations, is there any other organizations out there that you really admire the work they're doing or want to give a shout out to? hundred percent. Um, so, um, uh, so uh, real quick, so DP is my favorite organization yep. um, without question because of our staff, our leaders, 
the folks that we serve, the community that we get to make a difference in. Um, but then I would collectively give a huge and incredible shout out to those PASAs that I mentioned before, the provider agencies. Um, there are over 400 Oof. different provider agencies just in our area. Wow. So, you know, we only serve three and a half or four counties out of 64 in the whole state. Yes, we're the biggest. Yes, it's a really big area. Um, you know, there's about 1.2 million folks total that live out of the 6 million or so in Colorado. So we're we're a really big part of the state. Um, but there are over 400 agencies, um, folks like Continuum of Colorado um, and Parker Personal Care and Wellspring and Douglas County and Tall Tales Ranch and all of these incredible provider agencies um, that are willing to put up with all of the heartache and headache, all of the things that you... And by the way, now I've just mentioned four of the 400, and now I feel like I need to list you the other 396. <laughs> this, this, this shout out is for all of you, I promise. Um, but uh, Continuum, of Colorado, Continuum of Colorado is near and dear to us, Jay, because we, uh, you know, community center boards for 55 years or so. Uh, were a direct service provider and a case management agency. Um, that philosophically doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it didn't to the federal government or to Medicaid. And so now we're, we've had to split those companies. So um, uh, so uh, they used to be part of our organization um, for a really long time. So anywho, um, but for sure, the the providers, um, the provider agencies, um, and that's where, right, the folks that you mentioned before, that's where they work every single day. Right, right. Those They're direct the doing the DSPs. Work. Yeah, the DSPs, yep. we call them, or direct support professionals yeah. um, that do that work every single day um, to help folks live their, their best life. That's awesome. And we went over a little bit before, but last one is if anybody wants to learn more about DP, support what you guys are doing. I don't know if you do volunteers or whatnot, but how do they, yeah. how does somebody really become part of the DP family or, or learn more about you guys? So uh, thanks for asking. We, we, uh, as I mentioned, our website before is the best place to go, um, how to get involved, right. How to engage. Um, uh, there's a donate button. Um, all of those monies go to uh, uh, unmet and undermet needs. Um, there are volunteer opportunities throughout the year. Um, we can connect you with provider agencies that, that have, Right, all of that space for uh, for volunteer opportunities. We have an entire community engagement and community outreach team uh, that work uh, to help folks feel like they can be more connected. Um, and then, obviously, and of course, the reason that we exist is to make sure that folks with disabilities um, are able to lead their most meaningful life. So, if uh, we have anybody listening today who uh, is um, uh, disabled in any way um, and would like some more uh, services and supports or information around that. DPCOLO.org uh, is the place to start if you live in Arapahoe, Douglas and Elbert counties. Um, I'm also told from folks who are a lot younger than me, Jay, that we've got <laughs> something called social channels. Social um, so channels. I that's like uh, FaceTube and uh, the Twitter <laughs> link. Um, just kidding. Um, so things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, I like to feel older than I am sometimes. Um, or in, even Instagram. Um, that's a thing, Jay. Um, and uh, if you'd like more information, it's a pretty easy phone number to remember. If you don't like websites or you just don't have the time, uh, can I share the, the, the phone number really quickly? Um, it's 303 360 6600. So 303 360 6600. 
Um, and uh, if there are any community providers listening, we're always looking for new partnerships um, to help individuals with disabilities thrive. So please feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, I will put all that in the in the show notes with links, and I would recommend following those social channels. A lot of joy to be found there. Uh, you can never get enough joy. Um, I've, I've had the privilege of knowing about DP for a while. Um, you guys really are one of those kind of backbone, I would call them organizations that really prop up um, our community. So keep up the great work. Um, Godspeed. And, and uh, thanks for being here, Matt. It's my pleasure, Jay. And, and as I mentioned uh, before we started taping, I, I just wanted to take a moment if I could uh, listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm in the car a whole heck of a lot for going from meeting to meeting. There aren't a lot of podcasts that help folks understand some of the incredible organizations that exist um, that are doing um, incredible work to make their communities better. So I really appreciate you highlighting nonprofits and making that your focus area um, and hope you keep doing it for years to come. It's my privilege to be able to have these conversations. So Matt, thanks so much. You bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Matt for the dive into the amazing developmental pathways. This podcast was brought to you by JC Charity Services. If you'd like to learn how we can bolster your efforts and help your team achieve its goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about developmental pathways and the great work Matt and his team are doing, or to have them help you navigate how to connect with services, visit dpcolo.org or call them at 303-360-6600. Check the show notes for links. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.